Our economy continues to be the top story for Canadians as they struggle to make do with less. Today, a glimmer of hope with Statistics Canada reporting a drop in the annual inflation rate for August. Now, I say a glimmer because when you drill down into the numbers, we are still facing high prices where it hurts at the grocery store. Helping unpack it all for us tonight is David McDonald, Senior Economist of the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. David, thanks so much for your time. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. All right. When Statistics Canada came out with August's inflation rate, were you surprised or pleasantly pleased? <laughs> I suppose more on the pleasantly pleased <laughs> side of that continuum. Um I think that uh, what was pretty clear is that we were likely to see continued downward momentum on inflation just due to the declining gas prices that we've seen. I mean, we hit this high of inflation in June, and that was largely based on gas prices well over $2 a litre in much of the country. That's come down a fair amount since then. And so, you know, you can see the gas prices right away. This data is for August, even though we're midway through September. And so it was pretty clear that we were likely to see a further decrease in inflation, largely due to just lower gas prices. One of the things that did concern me was the American inflation data came out uh, last week, and they showed a much smaller decrease despite the same kind of decline in gas prices. I was concerned that we might see something like that here. Uh, but that being said, we came in at 7.0 uh, for the August number, which is down for the last couple of months, which... You know, I suppose is a form of good news, but 7% more than last year is still, still pretty expensive, particularly since uh, the growth in wages has been lower than that. So we're seeing, you know, real wage losses for workers as a result. I want to get back then to inflation. So yes, it went down and I know a lot of people were expecting it to be around 7.3. It ended up being about 7%. So that's positive news. But when you, as I say, start to really look into that number, uh, yes, gas prices are going down, but touch on grocery prices because uh, those are the two key things that really impact Canadians' pocketbooks. Yeah, and I think when people think of inflation, what they think of is gas and food prices, uh, because these are things we buy often. And so we have a good idea of what those prices are. And so we notice when those prices are higher or lower. So we've certainly seen some deceleration in the price of gas and Canadians have probably seen that at the pumps. But at the same time, we've seen this increase in the price of food uh, purchased from stores. This is grocery stores in particular of now almost 11% higher than at this point last year. It's certainly also higher uh, for food purchase in restaurants at 7.4%. Um, this is again above the average, the, the average of all prices at 7%. And so, uh, you know, this side of things, when we think of food and gas, uh, has been going up. It's slightly offset by the fact that gas is cheaper. But look, 11% more than last year is a fair increase um, when it comes to these types of things that Canadians buy a lot of. So when we look at the gas situation, we know that the Russian-Ukraine conflict in the early months definitely saw a push in gas prices uh, with global prices. But now we're seeing a decrease. What do we attribute that to? Because how long will we expect to see them go down and maybe even how far? Yeah, so that was certainly one of the big drivers. The other piece of the puzzle, though, that's worth pointing out is constrained refining capacity in the U.S. So it wasn't only that oil prices were going up, which they certainly were, um, but that there was there was a section of U.S. 
gasoline refining capacity that didn't come back online after the pandemic. And so you've got these refining facilities um, that were running flat out as much as they could, but there just wasn't as much capacity as there was in 2019. And so this further pushed gas prices up. We've certainly seen a fall in, in oil prices uh, over the last couple months, which is in part what's driving this decline in gas prices. This is due to, to higher production, but also more concern that there's going to be a big global recession. Uh, and so the, the price of gas has come down a bit because of that. There also seems to be some constraining of refining capacity in Canada, or sorry, the, the margins of refining capacity are lower in Canada, which is just, a, you know, is a, is a complicated way of saying that, that uh, oil and gas refiners in Canada, Canada aren't make, making quite as much profit off of uh, the gasoline that they're selling. So that, that is also being reflected in slightly lower prices, although, you know, it, it's worth pointing out over this entire inflationary period, it's been actually a tremendous time for corporate profits, particularly gasoline refining in the oil and gas industry. I didn't bring you on to be a gas analyst, so apologies if I'm <laughs> going too far down this road, to, so to speak, but it, it, we are seeing them go down. Have you heard or read how much further? Because uh, a lot of provinces, while they're going down, it's still pretty steep when you're looking at the price of the pump. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's worth pointing out here that that yes, gasoline prices are down from the increases that we saw in in July, where it was, you know, 36% higher than the year before. Now we're only at 22% higher than August of last year. So I mean, you know, we're, we're making progress, but it's not to say that this is good news in general, prices are still quite a bit higher. I mean, I think it's worth pointing out in general that when we talk about the inflation rate, I think people think, oh, you know, prices went up, they're going to come back down to where they were 2019. That is absolutely not what is going to happen. Prices are going to go up. They're not pr probably going to go up quite as quickly in the coming months compared to a year ago, but they're going to stay for, you know, for a lot of these cases at these higher levels. My guest this evening is David McDonald, Senior Economist at Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, and we are talking about the economy, focusing mainly on the inflation rate that came out August's inflation rate year over year, 7%, which is going down, but still pretty high. And, and David, even touching on negative inflation, we don't want to see that either, do we? We really need this sweet spot that we always hear the Bank of Canada talking about between one and three, ideally around 2%, correct? Yeah, I mean, negative inflation happens when something terrible has happened. Mm -hmm. you know, we'll see it in the middle of a recession. We certainly saw it at the start of the pandemic, um, you know, on a year to year basis. What's interesting this month is we have actually seen prices decline very slightly between July and August. Like we usually look at the annual figure. So we'll compare this August to last August. Um, but you can also look at the figure sort of month to month. And there was a minor decline um, between July and August. And that's the sort of thing that you that you do want to see. I mean, we have seen some minor declines over the course of this broader inflationary period. We saw one in uh, December of 2021. And then we saw we saw several over the course of the pandemic on a monthly basis. And so I think what we'd want to see going forward is a couple more of these minor declines on a monthly basis. But you don't want to see huge falls in prices because the reason why there's huge falls in prices is a whole bunch of people lost their jobs and uh, they can't buy things anymore. And you definitely don't want to see that. 
Yeah, and and talking about people losing their jobs, you touched on the, the idea of this whole global recession that that's also impacting where we are seeing, in, in particular, gas prices going. Uh, what are we seeing then, as not only Canada but the rest of the world also tries to uh, deal with what we are facing when it comes to inflation? Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on where you are. So certainly the European countries are seeing much higher inflation based on energy prices, but particularly natural gas. And this has to do with uh, cutting Russia cutting off the supply of natural gas to European countries. We're not in that same bind. I mean, we are producers of natural gas. Um, there isn't really an international price of natural gas, despite the fact that prices are a lot higher in Europe than they are here. Uh, that, that affects us to some degree, but it's difficult to ship natural gas. It's much easier to ship things like gasoline or oil. And so you get more of an international price for gasoline and oil. So the situation is a bit different, say, in the UK, where, where this winter in particular, uh, you know, inflation is going to go through the roof. And it's due to the fact that natural gas prices will likely go through the roof. We're not quite in the same pickle here. The trouble more broadly, though, is that at the same time as we're seeing this high inflation, we're seeing central banks around the world increasing their interest rates uh, in a, in a bid to decrease inflation. So the idea here is that you increase interest rates, you know, everybody's mortgage payments go through the roof, uh, businesses, um, payments on, on, you know, business loans go through the roof and they just don't have as much money to spend on other things. You know, you, you know, maybe you're not going to go out to dinner because your mortgage costs doubled. And when you, when you happen to refinance. And so I think there's, there's large concern in Canada, in the U S and around the world that, um, these big energy shocks in Europe, particularly this winter, as well as these big increases in interest rates are just going to lead to recessions. Um, the promise, and I think what central banks like the Bank of Canada want is what's called a, a soft landing, where you, you, know, you do get a decrease in, um, in the inflation rate back down to where you want it, you know, roughly 2%, you know, we're at seven now, want to get it back down to two, but do that without a major recession, massive job loss. I think that's, that's, pretty optimistic. Uh, we've never actually done it historically going back to the 1960s. There's never been a period where we've gotten inflation back under control without a big recession and a lot of job loss. Um, and this is happening not only here, but in the US and around the world. So I, I think there's a strong probability that that's the route to lower, uh, lower inflation is we get exactly that negative inflation, but we get it because there was massive job loss and a big recession. David, we know the Bank of Canada is set to uh, make another announcement late October. Uh, it will be going up again. I mean, all indications are. What are you hearing as far as how high and how painful? Yeah, I mean, at this point, um, we've seen three percentage point increase since, uh, you know, we started at 0.25. We're at 3.25 now. Um, this was a fairly rapid sequence of rate increases over the course of seven months. We haven't seen anything like that kind of speed since the 1990s. And we've never gone into a rate tightening cycle uh, with private sector debt at these levels. And so the last time we saw, you know, a big increase of 3% over the course of, um, uh, you know, seven months, uh, in the nineties, um, you know, that the private sector debt GDP was in the, was in the 140 range, 140%. We're now at about 225. And so it's just much more private sector debt that's going to get repriced at this new, uh, higher interest rate. Uh, you know, it does take some time for these interest rate increases to, to bake themselves into the economy. You know, this is going to be done through things like mortgages and 
mortgages, even if you're on a variable rate mortgage, your, your payments on a monthly basis probably aren't going to change. And, you know, it's, it's pretty unlikely they're going to change. They'll only change when you refinance that mortgage. So people are saying on, on a five-year term, they'll refinance, you know, there'll be some people that will be very unlucky who will be refinancing right now in September and they'll get to pay those higher rates. Um, and so when they do, then that's when those folks are going to get stuck with these higher costs, mortgage costs, and maybe then they'll start cutting back, say, and going out to eat. So it takes some time to bake this stuff in. Um, now, the question is in the October meeting, wh where will the bank go? I think it's worth saying that the bank projected inflation at 8.0% over the course of this quarter. Um, we've actually come in below that for the first two of those three months of this quarter. 7.6 was the rate in July. 7.0 was the rate in August, which we're talking about now. Um, and so it's pretty likely that we'll come in below target on what the bank thought was going to happen on inflation, which I think is positive news. And the bank doesn't necessarily target the headline figure itself of 7.0, which is what we're discussing. They have their own kind of custom versions of the CPI. And all of those fell by at least a small amount if you compare July to August. So things are moving in the right direction, but of course, 7% inflation is not 2% inflation. Um, I think at this point, you know, the bank thinks that over 3% interest rate, which is what we're at, we're at 3.25, um, is going to start taking away from economic growth. It's going to start pushing against economic growth. Below that, um, you know, it'd be neutral, quote unquote. It wouldn't, wouldn't really affect the economy that much. And so, you know, I think at this point, we're probably looking at a half a point um, increase uh, in the overnight rate. So we'd be up to 3.75 at the end of October. Uh, you know, now we're, I'm not sure how much that's backed by the empirical data because we're actually coming in a little bit below what the bank thought was going to happen on inflation. Um, but there is this kind of confidence play, which is to say they don't want people to think that they've lost control. And so now it's about what people think is going to happen versus what's actually happening. Um, I think what this means though is, is we're, we're hedging closer to, to one of my big concerns and what's historically seemed to have always happened, which is that, you know, you get out of that neutral range and you get well above it and then you cause a recession. Um, so I think a half point is probably likely. We'll also have to see what happens tomorrow. Um, the Federal Reserve tomorrow that, you know, the U.S. version of the Bank of Canada is announcing what they're going to do with their uh, benchmark rate. Uh, it looks like it'll be 75 basis points, which would put them roughly on par with where we are. We've actually been ahead of what's happening in the U.S. so far. But if it's more than that, if it's more than 75 basis points, if it's a full point, that might also put some pressure on the on the Bank of Canada to kind of keep, keep in line with that. Uh, so that'll be an important thing to watch as well tomorrow. All great information. David, I really appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for having me.